Hey, I know. I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. Welcome to Out of the Drawing Pen, a Pokemon the Series podcast, where each week we... So we're actually changing it up this week. We will be watching and discussing two episodes to kind of switch it up a little bit just to see how it goes. And as always, this podcast is rated M for Mature, but it's also rated I for Immature. And I'm your host, Jacob, and I'm here with my co-host, Austin. Why are you cacawing, Austin? Because we have a special guest with us today. Um, my hawk friend is back, and they're just chilling out here watching us. They've been there for every podcast, too. I really love the loyalty that they have demonstrated. <laughs> they're just looking for a good lunch. <laughs> Hopefully they find it. <laughs> and uh, we're here with our other co-host, Alex. Hopefully that lunch isn't you, Austin. Pick you up and take carry you away. I'm physically larger than it. I could, I could, I mean, I could peck my eyes out, but I'm wearing glasses, so I think I'm good. <laughs> the, bir- the birds know no limits. Glasses. The birds here know no limits. They will try for anything at any time. So be careful, Austin. And if we hear from you next week, you know you're all good. Okay, great. <laughs> all right, so uh, that includes everyone. What have you guys done this week? Alex. <laughs> Alex? I guess I'll start. So, yeah, you're going to start. We had a very exciting day yesterday. We went to a science museum where they were having an event that had to do with geology and rocks. And that was really interesting. So we drove all the way up there and we attended the rock festival event and it was very hot. Maybe not the best day to do this, but it was indoor and outdoor at least. So that was good. It was pretty interesting for anybody who likes rocks and gemstones. What's your favorite kind of rock? Oh, that's a hard one. Um... (laughs) <laughs> oh my god i didn't even realize oh that's a hard one i could tell i could see your face and you i know you did accidentally but that was it. oh my gosh really good i'm the queen of inadvertent puns austin you missed there it you, you walked away oh sorry you i realized I her, I had a, uh, another guest i had to we'll, uh, no worries we'll reenact it um, we'll so uh, alex what's uh, your I'm favorite rock the audio <laughs> okay all right go back and, and listen to the surprise playback uh, to okay. answer your question, I don't know. Um, they're all pretty in their own way. I guess if I had to pick, Rhodonite. I was trying to buy a sample of Rhodonite yesterday, but unfortunately, the ATM at the place was broken, so they lost a sale. So, sucks for them, but... What uh, what category does that fall under? Is that like a metamorphic or sedimentary or... You're asking me? I don't know. I'm not that up-to-date on my different kinds of rocks. I just think they're pretty. Is it real shiny? Is it real shiny? It's kind of... It's not like a shiny gemstone, but it's sort of like gray and pink. Right, cool deal. So that was exciting. Austin, did you enjoy this as well? Uh, you accompanied Alex on this journey? I did accompany Alex on this trip. I enjoyed myself. I really liked the museum part. I have no interest in buying rocks, but it was interesting to see the marketplace. Children kept on flocking up to me every five <laughs> seconds. I was li- I would literally just be standing there, and these children would a- appear, be like, "Look, I got a ruby," and I was like, 
cool. And the mom's like, <laughs> get away from that man. And I'm like, yeah, thank you. <laughs> For those who don't know, Austin has a way with children and animals. He's just a very likable, friendly guy, and they can sense your pure aura, and they That's flock why I have to a you. Hawk friend. And you also have a hawk friend. See? It's true. <laughs> so, yeah, it was fun. Um, what else did I do? Nothing. Just chilling. Like a villain? Luckily, there was air conditioning. Thank God for the person that invented air conditioning. Didn't you know the person that invented air conditioning was a mass murderer? <laughs> really? No, I made that up. Oh, I was about to say that could be legit because he invented it to like keep people inside. So like it'd be easy. <laughs> it'd be to easy. make the victims more comfortable when he stabs. Yeah, like to death. they're all <laughs> they're all alone in a house. It'd be easier to you know maybe get in there and uh you know. Stab, stab, but I don't know. See, I don't know who to believe anymore. Between you and Jacob. How was your week? (laughs) My week was uh, pretty good. I didn't, it was so hot yesterday, I didn't get to do a lot of stuff, but I like, you know, took care of the yard, which was nice. That needed to be taken care of. And I watched uh, Weathering with you. Oh, yeah. Didn't I buy that for you? Yeah, you did. I appreciate it. (laughs) We've watched it several times since you've uh, bought it for us, but it's. I haven't uh, seen it. You haven't? Nope. You saw your name, though, right? Because this is the... Yeah, you, like the... you showed me that. Yeah, your name? Yeah. Yeah, you showed me that, and I made a joke while we were watching it, and I actually predicted the entire final act of the movie as a joke, and you were like, stop spoiling it. I'm like, there's no way that's possibly going to be the plot of this movie, and it was. <laughs> see, see, the funny thing about that is, I did the exact same thing you did when I first saw it. Like, when that, like, one scene happens, and you're like, oh, I guess that's going to be the plot of this movie. And, well, not just, I guess we can spoil it, whatever. I said the exact same thing you did, jokingly, and it turned out to be the plot, and I was like, there's no way I could have saw that coming. Like, to everybody who was watching it with us. Sorry for the spoilers, Alex. Oh, that's okay. I don't even really know what you guys are referencing, so. They're probably, well, your name until this year was like the highest grossing anime film of all time and then weathering you is by the same director and same company and it's all it's it depends what tone or mood you're in which one you prefer to watch like weathering with you is more of like a humor base and keeps its humor throughout whereas like uh your name kind of gets like hits the midpoint of the movie and then it's all serious like you're not getting any more jokes or really anything like that you're gonna just get nothing but emotion for the next hour so like I said, it just depends whatever kind of mood you're in to which one you prefer. Hmm. Oh, I'm going to make two recommendations, actually. Go for it. Um, for TV series that got um, canceled this past year that were airing on network television. Uh, one of them is um, an animation domination sitcom in the vein of Simpsons, Family Guy, Bob's Burgers. But it's called Bless the Hearts. It has an all-star voice cast. Or I guess it did. <laughs> um, and it was about uh, a family living in semi-rural, lower-middle-class um, North Carolina. And, I don't know, I, it was just kind of cute. It had, like, a lot of, like, mother-daughter dynamics going on, a lot of, like, wacky situations, and a lot of stuff that's really specific to, like, the Bible Belt experience. Um, and the main character's best gay best friend is Jesus. <laughs> so, I don't know, it was fun and cute. I think it didn't get a fair shot. It got canceled after two seasons. So, mm. meanwhile, God, Family Guy is still going. Jesus. The other one it was an ABC drama, which normally isn't really my jam, but it had Katie Seagal in it, and I love her. Um, so it's based on a real-life 
like consumer um, advocate or activist. I can't recall her name off the top of my head. Um, but it was called Rebel. But I don't know. It was really fun. It was really it was kind of campy, but kind of not. I enjoyed it. It only lasted one season, and it ended on a big cliffhanger, and I'm really pissed about it. Oh, that's so nice. hashtag Aww. save Rebel. <laughs> Maybe Hulu will pick it up. I don't know. This podcast oh, is brought to you by. And the woman who it's based on is Erin Brockovich. Oh, yeah. She was in, um, she had her own movie, too. Yeah, Julia Roberts. Julia yeah. Roberts, yeah. Yeah, but this is a TV show version. Like oh, that's a fictionalized. cool. Yep. So you get more story. Yeah. Yep. So th- that's my recommendations. Yeah. Very neat. We'll have to watch those. What we need to watch is Star Wars Episode Nine. Yes. Oh, we almost got there. We almost got there. I was going to congratulate us because I was looking <laughs> back at a whole bunch of previous episodes. Harry Potter and Star Wars is every part of our weeks, every single episode. <laughs> Which is, I love it because they're actually are really good conversations. But I was like, well, maybe we can get through it. Nope. 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 Add, I'll do a double feature of um, Star Wars Episode Nine and Fantastic Beasts 2. Okay. And report back. All right. Uh, that'll be my homework assignment. Okay, great. Where can I watch episode nine on Disney Plus? Or... Yes. Okay. That's going to be your main assignment is to watch episode nine because we need to conclude this discussion. This the, the Skywalker arc. saga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we have something else to move on to and discuss what our yeah. soup du jour is for the next week. Possibly we could discuss Pokemon. <laughs> right. <laughs> Potentially. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. We'll get to it eventually. But, uh, yeah, that was pretty much my week. Uh, I did see a cool video today, though, that I think I'm going to describe to y'all. It was um, this lady. It was a Friday night. She had a very stressful week at work. She wanted to come home, and she just wanted to watch, like, an animal live stream. Just something to kind of help her wind down or whatever. And then she found this video of a pig named Ethel, and it was on a farm. And so she's watching it, and so the pig's just, you know, moseying around or whatever. But it knocks over its heat lamp, and then it starts kicking straw onto the heat lamp. Uh-oh. Oh, go. And next thing she knows, there's a fire on the live stream. And so she and she looks down, and she's the only one watching the live stream. <laughs> one person in the whole world watching this pig about to get burnt to death. So she calls and calls. She calls 911. She calls the farm. She's calling everybody. And she finally gets a hold of the farmer, and he comes in and puts the fire out with her. The pig literally about to get, like, eaten, engulfed in flames. The farmer finally burst in the live stream and she's sitting there like cheering and stuff like oh that. And I was like, oh my god, that is crazy. Could you imagine the stress and anxiety of you being the only one watching someone or something potentially just burn? I was like, oh, oh my god. god. That could have been a tragedy. <laughs> I mean, at least she had the foresight to go ahead and call whoever she could. I mean, she could have just sat there and panicked, but Yeah, that's what actually... I was like, would I have, would I have froze or would I have like have reacted the way she did. I hope I would have like, you know, been able to save the pig's life. Alex, it was like us and the lizard yesterday. The lizard. Oh yes, the lizard. We almost had a crisis moment Ooh. where we thought we might have to call in the authorities to rescue a lizard that we saw trapped inside a car. But it turns out that the lizard belonged to um, new occupants of an apartment that was being moved into. So they were just leaving it in the car and then came back for it, presumably. So. Crisis averted. We did not have to call 911, thankfully. I was like, we have a moral obligation to save this lizard. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, we didn't have to jump in. 
It's like that episode of The Office when they see the dog in the car and they don't even try to like bother to look for who owns it. They just smash the mirror in or smash the glass window. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, now what do we do? It could jump out of the car and run out in the busy street. So they just take like a cardboard box and <laughs> tape it over the window <laughs> and poke some holes in it and then just leave. <laughs> You're supposed to call 911 for that exact yeah. reason. <laughs> they just let it go. Which character? I don't remember that. Which characters did that? It was um, Oscar who... um. Like, there's just random car sitting there, and they don't remember from parking lot, and he just goes, we've tried him enough. It's after, like, two minutes. They call the number, they don't get anything, or, like, they call security, and they don't get anything, so they just smash it, like, a minute later. <laughs> and then they, they go. I mean, I'd feel worse not calling and letting the animals sit there than I would feeling, you know, about breaking open the window. I mean, that could be fixed, so. Yeah, true that. True that. I would just be afraid of getting sued. I mean, I wouldn't smash a window necessarily, but I, I would let someone else do it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you would let, yeah, you would, you would advocate for it. You just wouldn't do it, right? Okay. What about if it was like a small child or something? Surely, I mean... if it's a small child, then yeah, you should probably bust the window. Yeah, I think so too. Not that animals aren't important. Okay, I'm getting in trouble now. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, okay. I, hopefully... I will smash every window and every car in the land to save all the animals. Good. Hopefully, we never come across that. But I almost had a freak out moment with the lizard yesterday. I could see y'all doing it though. Y'all would have done the right thing regardless. I could see Austin just taking his bare fist and punching straight the through. window. <laughs> yeah, just straight through like it's I don't know, like it's made of cardboard. I'm I'm glad you can see that happening. Oh yeah, easily. So Jacob, we forgot to mention when we were on our way back from the rock science fair, we were on the highway and we witnessed a very strange balloon incident where somebody we couldn't figure it out. We could not figure out if this was by design or if it was by accident. But there was two balloons hanging out of somebody's car window on the highway. And it was like we were watching this happen in slow motion as the car got up to speed on the highway. We were going, what, like 70? Yeah. Maybe? And these balloons were flying around until they decided to snap and fly away. I don't know. I thought it was going to be a disaster. I thought this balloon was going to fly into somebody's, like, windshield or something (laughs) or get sucked up into somebody's grill of their car. It happened in, like, slow motion. And I was like, oh, there they go. Well, it was really scary watching the two balloons, like, slow in the wind before they broke off because it looked like i don't know protons circling a nucleus or something (laughs) (laughs) they were on the move it it was crazy they started out really slow just sort of like flapping lazily around and then the car got faster and faster and then it was like it was like one of those wacky inflatable tube oh yeah but like on steroids and they were just (laughs) it was kind of sad and then i felt bad at the end because they just sort of snapped and just sort of violently flew away you had like a final destination kind of thing there it's like oh god (laughs) via rue goldberg trap circling around balloons on a highway (laughs) i'm not even gonna gonna try and beat death i'm just gonna let it happen because that's just nature (laughs) (laughs) your time has come right (laughs) yeah we were driving behind it and for a split second i thought oh my god it's gonna fly right into my line of sight it's gonna cause this crazy accident (laughs) And luckily, they just flew straight up and not straight back, but still. It is. That is definitely a safety hazard, though, because, like, even if you know it's not going to do any damage, you instinctively would, like, break or, you know, you would swerve. do some... Or man- swerve. Yeah, swerve or maneuver. <laughs> yeah, so... That would have been a headline in yesterday's yeah. uh, local news. Horrific traffic accident caused by rogue balloon. 
So it just flew up in the sky, though? It was gone. Yes, thankfully. There was two of them. And then I felt bad because whoever, I think it was a happy birthday balloon, whoever that was intended for did not get their balloon. But, oh, well. Every time I see, like, balloons, like, drift off in the sky, I think of, like, I think it was the Brave Little Toaster. Oh, yeah. When uh, they show the balloons and they're all happy, and when they get released, I think they get, like, super happy that they're finally free. That was <laughs> the Earth. Brave Little Toaster 2, I think. The 2, yeah. Where they went to Mars. <laughs> I, I didn't see that one. So you did? I'm horrified at the thought. Austin, you're missing out on, like, cinema history here. You have to I, watch it. Was it even released in cinemas? No, but fine. VHS history. Okay, there we go. God, the Brave Little Toaster was great. Really dark for a kid's show, but it was really good. The first one traumatized <laughs> me enough. I, didn't I was going to say that the clown scene and then the um, the junkyard scene, that was oh, yeah. kind of dark for a kid's show. Anyway, PSA of the day. Um, please do not transport your balloons outside your vehicle when and you're driving. do not keep your lizards in cars. Yes. And be nice. <laughs> be kind to others as Ellen DeGeneres nicest person on the planet would tell us ooh yeah yes <laughs> Remember, I think the lesson learned there is you only have to say it you don't have to actually behave that in that way right so as long as you're saying it you're good yeah, be a hypocrite that's really all anyone is <laughs> yeah, be a hypocrite nobody just be real okay just be fake and you'll make it that's all you gotta do make yourself out to be a martyr figure that's the key to life that actually probably is. Yep. I do that all the time. Uh, <laughs> so does that conclude our life lessons to end by? But uh, does that conclude our week discussion? <laughs> it hasn't even been a week. It's been two days since we last recorded an episode. Yeah. yeah. I was trying to hide that fact. But... So uh, with us only doing uh, oh, with us only doing uh, two episodes this week, we kind of lifted up to the randomizer to decide who or which two of us would lay out the summary of the episodes. Who's and it the randomizer, be? it has spoken. I did it during the uh, generous talk. It is Austin, Alex, and then I am oh. getting, the, getting the boot. <laughs> <laughs> you got the lucky break. You just get to sit back and watch the train wreck. Okay. Oh yeah. So uh, this is our 30-second summary challenge where uh, we summarize the episodes we watch, but the kick is we only get 30 seconds to do it, and uh, most of the time it's awful and we fail, but we end, la- we end up laughing at the end, and that's all that matters. <laughs> watch the episodes on Netflix, it'll be a lot easier for you. <laughs> or read the wiki or Bulbapedia or something if you want a good summary. <laughs> Look at the pictures on therapy.net. Yep. Or listen to us summarize it because we're fun and awesome. We bring some personality to it. Those pictures can't. Yes. All right. Uh, the first episode we're going to be doing this week is, let me bring up my notice. Oh, it's uh, Prime Ape Goes Bananas, and that is episode 25. And uh, There was not a single banana in this episode. However, there are plenty of jelly donuts. Yes, and oh that's boy. probably going to be the main topic of discussion for <laughs> <in> the episode. <laughs> 
But uh, so Austin, are you ready? As ready as they'll ever be. Three, <laughs> two, one, go! Professor Oak gives Ash a bunch of shit about not taking dozens upon dozens of Pokemon out of their natural environment and sending them to him. So Ash gets fixated on catching a Mankey, but then the Mankey beats him up and steals his hat that he sent him a million postcards for. Uh, Team Rocket appears and they kick the Mankey, which then evolves into a Primeape, and it chases them even further. Um, eventually, um, Ash decides he's going to catch the Primeape, so Charmander gets a scary new move, and they catch the Primeape, but it's still beating him up. The and end. And time! Very well Austin, done, Austin. did you write a summary for that? No, but this was a very simple episode, so it was very yeah. easy to summarize. I think that was oh, my favorite summary Oh, and they all ate so Jedi Jonas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to fill that in as the post-fact uh, the post fact check. <laughs> I, I thought about you this whole episode, Austin. Me? I was like, yeah, because we always joke about the jelly donuts and how ridiculous it is. And I was we like, don't oh my joke God, about that. The internet was, jokes about that. Well, everyone jokes about that, but it was the episode, so I don't know why they couldn't just say rice ball. Like, that would have made any sort of difference, but whatever. Yeah. We'll get there. Okay. <laughs> All right, and Alex, you'll be doing episode 26. Oh, Scent God. I Sensation. I hated this episode. Yeah, yeah. this one's going to be really hard because this was a lot compacted into, I guess, 20 minutes of content. God, okay. Three, two, one, go. Okay, so in this episode, Ash and friends uh, make it to Celadon City where they go into a perfume shop and Ash insults all the people working there and um, he's not allowed to compete at the gym because he finds out that they're all gym trainers there. So Team Rocket shows up at some point to try to steal this perfume. Um, Ash sneaks in with the help of Team Rocket, dressed up like a little girl. He um, breaks his disguise, they find out it's Ash, but then Team Rocket sets off a bomb, blows up the gym, catches on fire. Ash has to run back in and save Bloom in the end. <laughs> Good. You only went like two seconds over. Okay. I like how you didn't name Erica by name. Erica was there. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. The that. time okay. it got away from me. I'm sorry. There was too much. That was a get, busy one. That was a very, very, very busy one. There was a bunch of subplots in that one, too. Uh, we'll get there. Episode 25, Primeape goes bananas. The first thing I thought of, Alex, was you, because Oak is like, Ash, all the other trainers have caught lots of other Pokemon, and they have more badges than you. Gary has 30 Pokemon. Ash, you have shit. Yeah, well, that was my first note that I wrote down about just how awful Professor Oak was in this entire episode, and I have thoughts about that. Why is Oak such a meanie? He's very <laughs> blunt. He doesn't beat around the bush. He's like, you're bad because of this reason, or you're good because of this reason. I think Oak should just keep his opinions to himself. <laughs> he probably should. He might, uh, there might be a reason why he's so smart and a scientist. Is he even a scientist, or is he just a senile old man? Yeah, why aren't they called, like, Scientist Oak? Or, why are they, like, well, Professor Oak? Yeah, but he does more like... we all just like... say professor at the same time and then had no other comment? Of... <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was just like, he's a professor because they tell us. I think he's a professor in name only. I think that he just called himself that one day, and then the people of Palatown who, you know, they don't know any better. They just went along with it. Okay, so Takashi Shudo's <laughs> novels state that Professor Oak is actually a professor at Celadon University, but I don't believe he actually teaches classes. Is Celadon University like a legit university, or is it one of those like online scam universities? That yeah, just... like Phoenix. Well, they went to Celadon Whoa. City, and we didn't actually see Celadon University. So, so then it's an online. It's a scam. There are like Mystery institutions. Salt. I wonder if, uh, like that prep school in one of the earlier episodes. 
I wonder if that leads to like a university school where like they take like the prime from there. So there's only one specific way to become a professor. You have to buy your way in because Oak is obviously a lot like real life. Yeah, basically, basically, because Oak is really loaded because his house is huge. I mean, all he does is sit around and drink tea and write poetry all day. That doesn't sound very, you know, professory or actually any sort of actual work. He just sits around and insults small children. Uh, I will say we got this episode introduced both Oak's poetry and the concept that there's tons of Pokemon just wandering around Oak's laboratory area. Who fe- who's feeding these things? Not Tracy. Yeah, not Tracy yet. <laughs> That's the reason why now we know why Tracy is so important. Is <laughs> Oak needed just like a <laughs> a grunt? Yeah. Well, can I just point out that Oak has seemingly no qualms about using other people's Pokemon to do his like menial tasks around his lab because he's sitting there like a lazy idiot and he's just sitting there drinking tea and doing whatever and the phone rings and he's just content to ignore it he's just sitting there he wasn't even gonna answer it until he's like oh Krabby can you get the phone and poor Krabby has to carry this entire computer phone up to Oak until he finally decides to be bothered and answer the phone and then Treats Ash like garbage. Yeah. If Krabby wants to not be boiled alive, it has to work for it. Yep. And actually get to a decent size. He's got to build up that muscle carrying these giant electronic machines around for a water Pokemon. That's why it evolves into Kingler so fast. (laughs) (laughs) I can't lift this. I gotta gotta get big. (laughs) Because it was subjected to hard labor by Oak. (laughs) Yes. Why doesn't Ash recall Krabby? There's no reason for him not to. I like Krabby. Doesn't care for it. Yep. Well, he obviously doesn't care for Pidgeotto either. He does not give a shit about Pidgeotto. No, I haven't. Seen we it. haven't seen Pidgeotto in like ten episodes at this point. I think the last time we saw it was when it confronted Tentacruel. Yeah, it I just don't kind even of remember that. It he just kind of like carried Pikachu, and that was it, though, right? Did it throw any attacks yep. or anything? Okay. No. Nah. Oh, there you go. But that made me think a point that you brought up, Alex. So Oak is pretty much always near a computer or some sort of like online device so i think we can safely assume that this is an online university because maybe he just has to be so connected to it that it's just right there to easy access and he could just be like okay a for that student i thought he was just ready for a booty call at any time that too julia calls him up what would the online pokemon dating service be called like what would the tin what would the tinder (laughs) poker pokemon uh what other suggestions y'all got gotta shag them all oh boy I was trying to think of a fire type or something that would be a clever pun, but I can't think of anything. Hmm. It has to be based off of move. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Kingler. So, Oak is a complete jerk. Poor Ash. He calls Oak to, you know, get some sort of fatherly praise. You know, he has no father figure in his life. He calls up Oak to be like, look, Professor, I've got four badges. I'm, you know, having a great time out here being a trainer. And then Oak is just like, ugh. Only four badges. I mean, that was just so unnecessary and rude. It was. I um. I want to ask you about this because he talks about the other rivals. Does, do y'all know who he's talking about? Like, I know he mentions Gary, of course, Gary. But like, is there other stuff in like the manga or something? That, is it like red and blue? Are those also his rivals in this? They're nobodies. They're nobody. Oh, they, he just says it. Spoiler for what happens to them. They give up. Okay. Even they're though they're doing, doing so even well. Doing super well, I don't know what yeah. happened with them, yeah. but they give okay. up. <laughs> so it's not like some kind of like hidden character they just didn't mention. Kudos. Generic child. Generic child. The ones that got the other starter Pokemon. But we uh, we do see Ash uh, get kind of fired up for Oak's um, shaming or Pokemon shaming. 
And so he actually goes out and actually tries to catch Pokemon. And uh, um, Not before enjoying some delicious jelly donuts. Yes. On that journey to catch the Pokemon, they stop and they have some delicious, scrumptious, mouth-watering jelly donuts. Mm-hmm. Which clearly are not jelly donuts. I wanted... I should have gone back and taken a note of every single time the word donut was used. Because I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was over 30. Do y'all know what the thing's actually called? Onigiri. Onigiri, yeah. I figured you would. And uh, What are you I've, trying to imply? I've, <laughs> well, I figured you're smart enough that that's obviously not a jelly donut you would, even as a child, uh, okay. you would probably be like, you would probably, <laughs> you would probably go look and see what it's actually called. I remember them being like, donut, 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 and me thinking like, that's not a goddamn donut. If it was a donut, <laughs> you wouldn't be saying that so much. Yeah. I mean, do they think the kids... I mean, what what is the purpose of, of changing that? I mean, what? why can they not just say rice ball like kids would not... They, I don't think they care either way. It doesn't make sense to me, but... I love the fact that they did it just because of how stupid it is, like, looking back on it now. <laughs> I guess a kid... As kids, we probably bought it a little bit. Like, okay, this but, is like... But again, I didn't. <laughs> Austin, you're really smart, so maybe some other kids uh, have been like... Uh, that's debatable. I think they told Eric Stewart, they're like, okay, emphasize the words jelly donut, because I think he said the word jelly donut more than anybody else should have said the word jelly donut. He just kept on and on with it. It's like, thank you, Brock. We understand. Then they catch the jelly donut. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they caught it in a Pokeball. That's my, That was like my favorite scene when Brock's like throwing the jelly donuts at the Pokemon trying to catch them. I felt bad. Oh. That was a waste of a perfectly good uh, jelly donut. I so did appreciate... I, uh, oh, sorry. If you have another point to make about the donuts. Oh, I just looked it up and they said the reason why they did it was they didn't think kids would understand that it is a rice ball or onigiri and cultural differences would leave them confused. So they just said jelly donut. That's insulting to children's it really intelligence. Is. <laughs> it really is. I'm excited for in the later seasons when poor kids decides to digitally alter the onigiri into like crackers and <laughs> sandwiches. Wow. Well, I was going to say, you know, despite going back to the whole oak knocking Ash down a couple pegs, I did appreciate uh, Misty in this episode. She actually addressed that, and she said, remember, Ash, you know, you've got to do things your own way, get to the Pokemon League your own way. And Brock, they were, they were really good friends this episode. Brock, you know, also chimed in. He's like, it's quality over quantity. You don't have to have all these Pokemon like Gary. Yeah, which is correct, and it's also quite the switch from the Bill episode when they were like, all your Pokemon followed you. You need to catch more Pokemon. Yeah, they're hypocrites. Yeah, change of tune really quick all of a sudden. But I mean, they're right. We should go over this. Like, it's wrong. You don't need to catch 30 Pokemon. Like, that's demonstrably untrue. Yeah, super untrue. I, but, like, when you when y'all play the games, you get your six, or like, I usually get five. I don't even bother getting six. I, get I catch one of each in the game. You do? Oh, so you go all the way through? That's because I like to read the Pokédex entries. Okay, so you do the But then they, then they rot okay. in the box for all eternity. So you're one of those trainers. <laughs> one of those trainers. Well, I'm you're playing a video game. I'm not living <laughs> in a real-world scenario where I'm capturing semi-sentient creatures and forcing them to live at Professor Oak's laboratory. See, what is the point of, you know, Oak encouraging this i mean he's the one that ha they get sent to the lab he's the one that has to then take care of all the pokemon why would you not want to encourage you know catch your little insular group you know your top four five six or whatever and then you really focus on bonding with those and training mm -hmm. those pokemon to be the best they can be instead of having you know hundreds of 
Pokemon you're not even going to ever use or look at again. And it's just, like you said it earlier, Austin, you know, taking them out of their natural habitats, taking them away from the, everything they've known, just to go to a strange laboratory or presumably sit in a box. Like, that's in that's cruel and inhumane. Well, Oak, Oak is also cr- cruel and inhumane, and he just wants free labor. That's true. Yeah, I think that's really why. Yeah, he just that wants... That is really why. <laughs> He just wants the trainer's Pokemon so that they can help him out around the lab and he doesn't have to, he can just sit on his duff all day and drink Which tea. actually gets us to, uh, like, I can't remember which one it is. I think it's like black and white. The, is that the whole kind of like a uh, separation between Pokemon and humanity really starts to really heat up? Was it N or something like that? Yeah, just like wait that? till N gets here. Yeah, when N, N's like, yeah, so N's spilling out what you're saying, <laughs> Alex. <laughs> but that's later on, so we won't jump too far ahead. Black and white were some of the best games. I wish that I know we're, we're I'm jumping way way ahead into the future, but I feel like they had prime opportunity to really go in depth with that sort of topic and you know really go all in and but they didn't. They kind of chickened out and. I agree. That's that's what got me. Uh, I think I mentioned earlier that like black and white was kind of like I I love that game because it was just kind of like what got me back into Pokemon a little bit. Dipped my toes in it before I fully went all in. Just because it was so different than the rest of them. I was like, finally, something new to, like, spike my interest. They had a good basis. The story, I mean, the whole really good. plot and, you know, the morality of it all. Black, white, you know, good, bad. Actually, the whole, and exploring the whole premise of using Pokemon to fight battles and things. And they had a lot of opportunities to expound on that. But I think they, they, they towed the line and then got scared about it. Yeah. And, it they went did. nowhere fast. Yeah. yeah. They I was expecting. Check it out. <laughs> I, I know, Austin, we talk about this all the time. It's like, don't expect anything from this. You know, it's a children's series. They're not going to go too crazy with it. But I guess you get your hopes up as a, a more adult person. Like, oh, they're going to go into some more themes, you know, for the older audience to explore. But then they don't. So. Well, I'm just waiting for the HBO Max series. And we'll oh, see boy. <laughs> There's an HBO Max series? There was a big... I'm not even sure if it was a rumor if I was reported on. At one point, they were planning an HBO Max series. Really? Could you like imagine? live action? Or... L- like a live action. And I believe really? it was stated to be Ash Misty Brock. Really? Uh, we'll see that when it comes to be, you know. They, uh, that would be awesome. HBO Max can do whatever they up, want. I don't know. Yeah. What? HBO Max can pretty much do whatever they want because, like, Pokemon does touch on the adult stuff, but it's, like, nothing of its mainstream. Like, there's that one with that kid who's, like, got cancer or something, and he has... Yeah, and that that's more of like an adult theme, but they never mainstream any of it. It's like you've got to go find the uh, the material. My problem with HBO is they're always like, we're HBO. We can do whatever the hell we want. Explicit sex scenes for no reason, story-wise. And so I'm I'm afraid of seeing Ash Porking Misty from behind. Oh, God, no, please. <laughs> Raichu. Raichu style. Growla style. Growla. I would hope that if it's something on HBO Max, it's not... They don't go the sexual route, and they go more like, oh, yeah. it's just the violence or something. You I know, mean, they not... have, like, Sesame Street and stuff on HBO, I think, right? The yeah. Ghibli movies, too, so. So, maybe it, that doesn't mean anything. I'm assuming it would be, like, like like a kind of PG-13-ish at most kind of series. Like, a what's a comparison I'm even looking for? Because, um... like, like, even, like, ABC Family or whatever it's called now in the CW... That stuff gets a bit too raunchy for Pokemon standards. Yeah. Um, so I really can't think of anything like that. Maybe like a, I don't know, we'll see what the live action Avatar The Last Airbender series is like. I don't know. I don't have much faith in that. I just, oh God. All live action Avatar stuff got ruined for me from that movie. 
Was it the Shyamalan <laughs> movie? I love the movie. You oh can't count God. that. That's oh that's gosh. a completely different thing. Didn't he do Dragon Ball two or something like that? There's a the Dragon Ball Evolution. Yeah. Also love, but I don't think that was him. Okay, they're similar, but I knew that one was better than the other. But you just have to wait and see. HBO Max either goes does really good work or they do really awful work. I hope it's like Sex in the City. Um, Ash <laughs> riding his laptop in his bedroom. Yeah. Can a single young trainer have it all? <laughs> it's like Brock just getting rejected all the time. At least he puts an effort. Okay, so Ash is Carrie, uh, Misty is Charlotte, Brock is, I guess Brock is Obama Brock can be, Samantha. uh, Brock can be Lorelai. Oh. What? <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Who's Lorelai? From, uh, that Sex in the City? Or is that another show? You mean Gilmore Girls? Oh, yeah, yeah. Gilmore Girls. Very different. <laughs> Sex and the Gilmore Girls. I want Gilmore Girls Pokemon. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good well, even that has a bit too much for Pokemon. <laughs> I would just see Brock being Brock's Luke, Misty's Lorelei, and then uh, Ash is um, Rory. Oh, God. Fuck Rory. Okay, 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 okay. But that doesn't make sense, though. <laughs> doesn't that character... That, yes, that I remember when good. Misty gave birth to Ash when she was 16. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> and then um, <laughs> Flint's the... Uh, what's the guy's name? Her real dad's name? Wait, what? In uh, Gimmer Girls, the, her real dad. Rory's real dad. Chris. Chris, yeah, Flint's Chris. And there we go. We got a show. Yeah, when Misty and Flint hooked up to produce <laughs> Ash, I remember that episode. Yeah. He saw her in the window panel that nobody saw. We could get a whole, like, you know, drama sitcom show about, like, Delia's past or something. <gasps> That's the HBO Max Pokemon series I want. <laughs> That's the one Perfect. <laughs> her and young... her bear with Oak. <laughs> this young Forget model Oak. Influence. I want Giovanni. Giovanni's Ooh, in there. This young model influenced by money, wealth, and power. Yeah, she falls in with a gang of, like, you know, two-bit criminals and, like, the seedy underworld. Like, oh my god, it's perfect. It's time Y'all. to go to Kanto. Okay, we need to have a fan fiction episode. I'm just saying. Forget what I was going to write about before. What did I say before Austin? I had some idea. I can't remember. But forget it. I'm abandoning that. I'm going to write about Delia's life with Team Rocket. Yeah, y'all, just let us know when when you're tired of the episode discussions, and we'll go in that or down. down <laughs> yeah, we'll just take it that way. We'll just do it. We'll make Pokemon whatever we want Pokemon to be. Go deep into the rabbit hole of ridiculousness. Why don't you get a cease and desist? <laughs> you're taking these characters way out of proportion. So Yeah, Nintendo, hey, they're known to slap people down hard <laughs> when it comes to that stuff. So you got to be careful. So further on to the episode, <laughs> the long rant, we uh, come across a Mankey and... Love Mankey. I love Mankey, too. It was super cute. Oh it was. Am I the only one that thought it was annoying? Yes. Oh, no. I mean, it was annoying, but it was cute annoying. Yeah. It was, it was just annoying annoying. The way that it, like, jumped up to everyone... It, like, jumped on their heads. It, like, it, like mimicked Ash. I, I did feel a little bad for it, but then... I don't know. Part of it, I feel like, was somewhat deserved. I thought when James kicked it, I, I lost yeah. it. I thought that was hilarious. He just like he just punts it across the field. He's like, "Get out of here!" <laughs> punts it forty yards away. James has got a he's got a hell of a leg on him. That's the second time he's kicked a Pokemon that evolved. Yeah, every time he kicks a Pokemon, it evolves too. There's a trend there. He's got the magic foot. That's gonna be for the HBO Max series, James's yeah. magic foot. <laughs> James's oh magic my foot. god! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Secrets unveiled. I did feel really bad for Charmander in this episode. I felt like Charmander consistently has gotten a raw deal. Like, nobody appreciates it. You know what? No wonder it turned out the way it turned out. 
I've just been I've watching. Seen the same thing. I'm like every time I've been making a mental note of this. Like every time we see Charmander, like okay, you know, is Ash gonna appreciate it? Is it gonna actually not be kicked around or abused or something? Like we had the whole it getting terrorized by Haunter in the last couple episodes, and then you know, not to mention the whole Damien thing, and then in this episode, well, almost having its tail fire put out several times, and in this episode getting completely the shit kicked out of it. Like, Squirtle and Bulbasaur were there. They didn't get that kind of abuse. And then Charmander gets called out and gets, like, the absolute crap kicked out of it for, like, several seconds. I was thinking it was pretty telling that its special move was rage. Rage, yeah. That was really cool. As his tail, as the flame on its tail grows larger, it gets more powerful. It gets pissed. Yeah, that's really cool. It also knows Skull Bash. I think that was the next episode, but somehow it knows Skull Bash, which I thought was Squirtle's thing, but whatever. They taught each other in the Pokeball hanging out they are friends aren't they austin like charmander Um, and squirtle aren't they like little friends i think the last episode we saw squirtle chasing charmander as bulbasaur napped yes yeah anyway i felt like charmander got really mistreated this episode ash (laughs) is really kind of uh not like really nice to his pokemon a lot like he has like one is or is not he isn't like he is initially like initially he's really like nice and caring but as we like go further on that like nurture is not like going with him yeah it's gonna take a little while to come back and that actually brings me to the next episode but before then can we talk about the official pokemon league expo hat yes Yes, i was about to bring that up i was hoping you would bring that up before we uh we have a lot to discuss with that yeah (laughs) that's a big deal to ash that hat a million postcards he put in the work to get that thing i mean that whole like ridiculous scenario is pretty fun i think that's actually oh go ahead go ahead Oh, I'm sorry. I was just wondering. I was thinking of this as you were saying that because Misty makes a comment, something to the effect of how she only sent in one postcard. And then I was like, did Ash cheat? He sent in a million postcards. Like, was there a limit to how many postcards or did he like create different aliases to try to win this hat because he kept all these other kids from winning the hat, yep. obviously. He had to. Find, he he is the most devoted fan of all. He's gonna win that hat. Something like that. It was kind of a coincidence that I saw this because I was listening to another uh, Pokemon related podcast that they were talking about like the Pokemon like epidemic that's going on with the cards and how people are paying ridiculous prices. Apparently in Japan recently there was a like an event where if you bought like popsicles and when you finish the popsicle on the stick. It said, like, you won a prize or something like that. You had to collect, like, so many of the winning popsicle sticks, and then you sent the sticks back to the factory. And then they sent you, a like, an exclusive Pokemon card. And apparently people were, like, selling the sticks and the cards on, like, eBay for, like, super high prices and all that stuff like that. So I think this is kind of like a similar thing where Ash obviously bought some stuff and then stamped it or whatever and then sent it in. (laughs) Ash is the one going to Target and buying all of the boxes of Pokemon <laughs> Yes, he's the, he's the jerk doing it all. <laughs> Charizard and Blastoise and the Pokemon hats were cute. Yeah. That's all I have to say. Yep. Mankey in the hat was cute. Yep. Everyone in the hat is cute except for Ash. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, that's shout harsh. Out, shout out to Pikachu for being so concerned about the hat. Yeah, he got it before. Yeah, consistently he was going after that hat. He so knew Ash how much it most. meant to Ash. So much that he's going to not wear it after a certain point. Yeah, obviously didn't mean that much to him because he changes his hat every time he goes to a new place. He got those new postcards. He's like, there's another event. I'm going to go buy up all the junk and trade it in. I will say that there was a lot of good one-liners and exchanges in this episode. Yeah, our quotes should be really good this week. Not to put pressure on us. 
And uh, speaking of quotes, so let's get into our MVP and LVP where we name our most valuable player and our least valuable player. And the rule is there can't be repeats. And we're also throwing our quotes in this segment, which highlight a specific quote from the episode. Austin, me, and then Alex. Oh, boo. Okay. I'm going to give my MVP to Pikachu for knowing Ash loved that hat and jumping, like risking his life multiple times to get it. And I don't want to take Alex's LVP. I'm probably going to take it. I'm probably going to give it to Brock. No! (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) y'all. I'll give it to Brock for being such an idiot. And it was a funny moment, but he's like, as the primate is like beating the shit out of everything that gets within a a foot of it, it's like, maybe the primate just needs some talking to. And he like sits down to it like, like, hey, buddy, how's it going? (laughs) He gets like launched a million miles away. So that's bad. Because Brock was an idiot. And I guess my quote's going to be at the very end of the episode when Team Rocket comes out of the hole they dug. Which, by the way, how do they get in front of Ash and Primeape to dig the hole? But whatever. <laughs> so Ash has caught Primeape, um, and Team Rocket sticks their head up, um, and Ash says, Hey, look, it's the whole gang. Oh. <laughs> that was good. Cool deal. No, it wasn't. Don't lie to me. No, the, I was going to say, I, I'm going to miss Ash and his little sassy attitude that he has. He's got some good one-liners. He's like going through the terrible twos at like eight. What two-year-olds uh, do you know that are giving out burns and puns? Um, I can name probably like four, but I don't want to give their identities away because they're minors. Cutting that out. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I should probably note, Jacob, you keep on saying he's eight. He's ten. Oh, he's ten, yeah. You always say he's eight. <laughs> what? Is he ever eight? Or am I just like crazy? No, he's never eight. Oh, he's never eight? What he's am I eight ten since the dawn of time. So a- Ash is ten. Misty's, what, ten, eleven? Ten. Brock's fifteen? Yes. Okay. I can remember Brock's. I just can't remember Ash's. I don't know why I think he's eight all the time. Whatever. He acts like it, I guess. But... Maybe Yugi's eight, and I'm just getting the series fi- mixed no, up. No, we, we found out Yugi's, like... 14 or whatever god god i'm way off actually let me look that up <laughs> yeah so check check that actually Back check ash is probably like 11 or 12 i mean time does pass and nope, i think nope. they he's 10 he's 10 oh my god okay yugi is 18 no that has to be yami yugi right no it could be that, he's that... 18 as of the dark side of dimensions movie so it's i don't probably believe like, that at all i don't know the length because they don't actually like do continuous characters in there. Oh, they have his his favorite food is hamburger. His least favorite food is oriental onion. This is on Wikipedia, by the way. No, wait, no, it's Yugipedia. Okay. He's 18? No. I don't see him being 18, but whatever. His alter ego, maybe, but... Well, how old are his friends? Well, there's... Was it May? Uh, no. Tristan. Joey. Tristan, Joey. And, uh... Was it Taya or something? They don't have ages. They're around the same age, I assume. One of them's older. I think one of them's actually kind of like 20 or something, though, because one of them... It says Joey's 16. Okay. Then Tristan might be the oldest one, then, if that's his name. He is also 16. I think they're all 16. Really? Huh. I thought there was an episode where one of them talks about how they can actually drive now that they reach that that age, so... Oh, then they're 16. Yeah. I just didn't know what the age was in, like, different countries if they were going by Japan or America. Anyway, that's our Yu-Gi-Oh! segment. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And, um... So my MVP is going to... I'm going to give it to Charmander. I think he's he's the only one out of the, the big three that put put up a fight against Primate. So kudos to him. 
And then my LVP is going to be James for getting uh, Mankey to evolve into Primate and causing this whole issue there. And my quote is going to be when Brock is running away, and I, I can't remember if it's Primate or uh, Mankey chasing after him, he takes a donut and just goes, Donut, go! And throws it <laughs> and hits the Pokemon with it. And then he goes, I didn't work. And I lost a donut. That was a waste. Okay, well, Austin took my MVP. I had Pikachu originally, so I think I'm going to just go with... Um, I'll give it to Misty instead. Uh, like I said earlier, she she gave Ash that really nice uh, pep talk. Um, well, her and Brock, but, you know, she told him it's not... You know, don't forget everyone else. You know, you got to do your own thing. Unlike all the other wannabe trainers out there, you got to make it to the Pokemon League your own way. So I was like, that's really nice. You know, giving him a little bit of self-confidence boost there. And then, of course, Austin, did you know I was going to pick for my LVP, Professor Oak? Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I saved him for you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. But yeah, he he's the obvious choice. I mean, he was such a... He was just awful. That whole opening sequence with him just bringing Ash down a few pegs unnecessarily. I mean, he didn't have to say anything. He should have just said something like, you know, oh, good job, Ash. You know, keep on keeping on and, you know, check in with me later, whatever, but... I have an alternative theory. And what? Oak knows Ash actually has the most potential of all of them. So he tears him down to build him up or something? He knows at this point Ash needs a kick in the pants. Oh. He can't get cocky. Oh, he's doing the, um, what's what's that other uh, fake gym owner from the previous AJ? episode? AJ? <laughs> AJ, yeah, he's an AJ to Ash. I don't know, that's a sort of roundabout way of looking at it, I guess. A little tough love, maybe, but still, he's... I don't know what Oak's problem is. He did not... He wasn't a favorite for me this episode. And then the quote. There were so many good ones. Um, I'm kind of torn between uh, what Ash, something Ash said and something James said. But I think I'll just give it to Ash. He said at one point, he's like, I'm having a major hat crisis. Can you try to steal Pikachu some other time? <laughs> oh. He's just being real. At this point, he's, he's used to the Team Rocket baloney. All right. Can we throw in the iconic line? Please yes. do. These donuts are great. Jelly-filled are my favorite. Nothing beats a jelly-filled donut. (laughs) (laughs) Really emphasize that it's a jelly donut, Eric. Please. Uh, Fill those uh, lip flaps. Yep. Donut, 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 donut. (laughs) I also... I want to do an honorable mention for James at the one point where he says, Team Rocket always puts beauty before duty. Yeah, I put that one too. That was great. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love James. (laughs) He was your LVP. Yeah, I know, but he calls the issues, but I love his, like, even his flaws are funny. He's just a goofy, he's good comic relief for a super serious show, so. All right, you guys ready to go to Celadon City? We're on the as road ready to as we'll Celadon ever be. City. This episode was something. We ain't stopping. All right, so this is the, like, Ash misogyny episode. Yeah, he was a little bit of a, he was a little rude. I have a theory about Ash that I was going to say, but I'm going to go and throw it out there, because he's a... Hundred in our minds between these two episodes. So Ash is definitely like a in the moment person, or he wants to be perceived as a good person. Cause when the moment when there's a moment of terror, Ash is to the rescue. Like you know, he does it this episode. He does it for like Squirtle. He does it for Bulbasaur. He does it for Charmander. But like outside of that moment, he's horrible to the people he saves. So when there's a crowd watching, Ash puts on a good a good face. But when there's not, Ash gets a little little. Maybe, I don't know, maybe a little abusive sometimes. That's a strong word, but you, you get what I mean. When does he put on a show for the crowd? Like uh, with this episode, you know, with uh, the fire. I have a lot to say about the fire. Okay. 
we can right. save it there but like if you want to go and talk about it, you can but like there's a big show and then ash saves the day charmander he's in front of brock and misty you know he does he's nice but you know i think he's i think he may plays the crowd a little bit there ash ash does austin what are your thoughts on the celadon gym fire i'm saving that till the end okay yeah. let's go sequentially okay. okay so we start out with misty discovering a perfume shop uh-huh. And <laughs> Ash raining on her parade. Ash rains on her parade because Missy's like, perfume! And, you know, just, you know, let her do her thing. Brock's there, too. I don't even remember. Was he, like, pretty girls? At the yeah, time? Oh, he gets, yeah. He gets, yeah. Uh, like, hypnotized, kind of. Like, oh, they're girls. They're pretty. Okay, and Ash is, like, pitching a fit. He's like, perfume is stupid. This is a waste of time. Let's go to the gym. And how old are we supposed to assume those girls working at the shop are? Are they, like, 16? That's what I was like thinking. Teenagers? Fifteen or sixteen. Okay, so it kind of makes sense for them to be like realistically, if you if they have a sixteen year old girl working at a perfume store and a child comes in and he's like pitching a fit about like perfume stupid, I can see how realistically a teenager would be like, kid, shut up, go leave, get out. Yeah. <laughs> then Erica comes in. How old is Erica supposed to be? Is she like twenty five? Twenty. I was thinking twenty. Okay, because she, I kind of feel like she's at the age where she's old enough to be, like, an adult versus a 10-year-old child, or 8-year-old if Jacob's in charge, um, <laughs> to just be like, okay, kid, that's cute, um, you know, stop making a scene, please, you know, l- let your friend go shopping, you know, calm down. But instead she, like, goes, P for pretty, E for elegant, R for radiant, F for fun, U for Ubane, M for mysterious, E for energy. What does that spell? Perfume! Which I'm like, okay, so Erica's another crazy person. Yep. Obviously. And they, like, physically throw him out of the building. No, no, they ban him. This this went off the rails real quick. (laughs) (laughs) Was I the only one who didn't realize that the perfume manager was Erica the whole time? I didn't even realize that at first. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I just thought it was some girl or woman, I guess, honestly. It could have been her mother. Yeah, I mean, I didn't realize it was her until way later on in the episode where Ash has that flashback where he's, like, making the connection between, oh, my God, it's Erica. I was like, what? That was her? Okay. I was just as confused as Ash. <laughs> I mean, in her manager form, she looked, like, adult. Yeah. 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 Maybe it was yeah. the makeup or something. I don't know. She didn't look similar to me, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, these uh, these gym leaders, too, between Sabrina and this one, they have, like, this weird following, too. <laughs> yeah where's miss i guess yeah. these sisters have a following yeah that's what i was thinking all these kind of like the women gym leaders seem to have like more of a they do have a following uh missy sisters do they're just like yeah the weird men yeah shouting <laughs> lieutenant surge has his like ruffian people yeah Brock has gets, his siblings but it gets more <laughs> extensive the way we go like sabrina's were wanted to be psychics and then i don't even know if erica's training them to be like perfume people or if she's training them about like pokemon or maybe both i don't know yeah there was like a weird like some of them were working at the shop some of them were at the gym but some of them were doing both yeah i couldn't decide like what is she going for here what's her angle what's the job description retail sales <laughs> and also pokemon care <laughs> and maintenance <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> 10 I mean, years experience can, can somebody explain the part where they're sitting around like misty and then a bunch of these like girl gym trainer school girl people i don't even know what they were they were in her she runs like a school i guess i don't know but she's like telling them a story about the ammonite or something like it was like a children's story yeah but they were adults 
Yeah. yeah, the people sitting around were like these um, young adult gym trainer and training people. I have no idea. That's like, Misty was know. the only child there. Yes. Yeah. And then Ashley. Yeah. I'm like, you guys are like 16 years old getting read a story picture, storybook. And the other girls were like, water- one of them was giving like like an, an aerobics class to a Tangela, a Veltrell, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. an Execute. And I'm like, what the fuck an Execute supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on here? Like, oh my. I wonder, are these people paying for this? Because this is kind of like a scheme that... Like Erica's making them work, but they're paying her for the lessons. But they're and then Sabrina. Okay, they I don't know. Okay, let's go back to uh, Ash and Team Rocket because Ash goes into the gym and like the I think we're supposed to assume the gym trainers are like being they're overstepping their limits because they stamp a red X on Ash's face and throw him out the door and say we make that perfume here. You're not allowed. Um, later they find Team Rocket breaking into the gym and the two rules of Erica's gym are one. No hating perfume and two, no thieves allowed. Those so are the really rules. weird, weird rules. Fair. So the gym trainer, the girls take Team Rocket, tie them up, and hang them from a tree in the park. <laughs> that's uh, that's not I, good. I guess <laughs> in the world good. of Officer Jenny, that's probably a more effective means of uh, stopping an intruder. We don't see Jenny in uh, Sabrina or Erica's like city, do we? Funny. Isn't it? Yeah. So funny that. Yeah. So the law, the law and order is is take. It's the gym's responsibility in these cities. So the gyms have absolute authority to do anything yep. they want. They can deal out their own form of vigilante justice, and nobody bats an eye. Held Erica's gym trainers probably could have kept them hostage, like Sabrina did. Yeah. And nobody would even know. Sabrina's very, or yeah, Erica's very artic- or particular too. Because you imagine like living in that city and you tweet like Eric or Erica's perfume smells like like butt or something like that. You're gonna get a rant. Someone's gonna come up and <laughs> stamp you on the Clock face. You. <laughs> Tie you up in a holy place. <laughs> You're ex- tarred and feathered. You're excommunicated. From I mean, the city. clearly, Celadon City is not a place for free speech because you can't. <laughs> You can't exactly. dislike perfume without facing the wrath of, like, Erica and her, like, cronies. Like, okay, I get Ash going into their storefront and being like, perfume, stupid! And then being like, okay, kid, get out. Yeah, but, but he's a ten-year-old kid for one thing. That, that's the thing. And they should, like you said earlier, they should just bit sort of entertained him and been like, okay, well, if you don't like it, you're free to leave. And just de-escalate it that way instead of barring... The perfume shop... Well, yeah, but the perfume shop and the gym are two separate entities. You cannot... You can dislike perfume but still be allowed to partake in the gym challenge. Those things are not... They don't have anything to do with one another. That actually goes to another point. Uh, That's a great point, Alex, because remember, Ash gets excommunicated... Right, and then he gets found. <laughs> he gets he gets like found like as sneaking in as pretending to be the girl, and then like they're gonna throw him out again for being a thief or whatever. But then he says, "I'm there for the gym challenge." And then all of a sudden, all is forgiven because Erica says, "Oh, it is my responsibility as a trainer to abide by the code and partake in the battles." Right. So th- I think she that's she weird. threw him out of his place of business. But I think her like servant girls were overstepping their boundaries by throwing him out of the gym. Yeah. Yeah. I think they took that on themselves, and yeah. she said so, she made some comment, like you were saying, Jacob. She made some comment to the effect of, like, you know, the rules of the gym, like the league, you know, bind me. I have to accept your challenge or something. But if it weren't for that, I'd be kicking your ass out on the curb. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everybody. I mean, they have to give everybody a fair chance, just because your personal feelings about perfume. I mean, that aside, it has nothing to do with facing the leader of the gym. Which it's weird how these like dumb things in these episodes like relate so much to real life. 
Do they? <laughs> well, uh, look, letting like your the, personal uh, feelings cloud yeah, your professional yeah. obligations. Yeah, and how there's like, is there a line across there? Is there not? It's <laughs> watching it at this age. It's like, huh? There's a lot there, actually. I like how team. Okay, so Ash finds Team Rocket in the park. He cuts him down, presumably. And I like how they take him shopping. So presumably they were paying out of their own pocket for his dress and wig. And stuff. <laughs> yeah, they were. And I'm like, oh, I hope I hope Ash kept all that stuff. That was very nice of them. That was. <laughs> Team Rocket was great in this episode. It was James's best disguise ever. He used me out as a paunch, and he like wore a mask. And, yeah. Like, he didn't even like, look like himself. His... Yeah, it was all... it was his best disguise <laughs> he's ever had. <laughs> James as the old man is like the funniest thing I've seen. Them as Ash's parents was was cute and funny. That was yeah, that was. Little... Of course, then Team Rocket try, goes and tries to bomb the gym. The blaster. What did they ball. call it? Oh yeah, blaster ball. A blaster ball. They can't call it a bomb because it's a kids show, but it, a blaster. It's ball. a bomb. It causes a yeah. fire. They could have <laughs> killed people. <laughs> Who, who's? I guess Giovanni supplying them this stuff because I assume they're not just buying it, or maybe there's a, some kind of weird black market going on within these cities. I, I don't know. I wonder if Team Rocket paid out of their own pockets for Ash's outfit, or if they, like, billed it to Giovanni. That'd be amazing if they put it on their, like, corporate credit card <laughs> or something. Don't they have Don't they have that, though? Isn't it mentioned uh, in one of the episodes? I, I think they, about, like, they say something about, like, a corporate account or something. Yeah, like, yeah, We're okay. going to charge you to the corporate account. Yeah, I thought they they reference it a little bit, so obviously <laughs> they're, not, they're not paying the price for this stuff. <laughs> Could you imagine Giovanni looking at the invoice for the month and just being like, what the hell is this? Okay, so we have a $40,000 robot disguises, disguises for a little girl. Bomb. $40,000 robot again. Shovels. Oh, man. Jelly donuts. Jelly donuts. So, to okay, Austin, you wanted, you had discussion points about the fire. Oh, I'm not even there yet. Okay. Right. The battle. Okay, yeah, oh, the, the battle. The battle that was that's, sort of uh, underwhelming. She has to we, take. We, we're not at good battles yet. We're still at kind of like you attack, I attack, still images, no real dynamic animation or strategy or movement happening on the field it's just like a, like playing a turn-based rpg basically except nothing finishes except nothing finishes because team rocket has to unleash a bomb yeah um but before that i'd like to point out that erica and this is going back to what i was saying about ash not being kind to his pokemon erica all of a sudden whips out your battle skills are impressive ash but there's one thing you don't have empathy with your pokemon without it you'll never become a great pokemon trainer like me um now i'm gonna give you a lesson in empathy so she sends out her next pokemon and then i guess beats charmander with gloom just smelling bad and then she fucking laughs her head off like (laughs) like okay i'm not seeing how this is giving him a lesson in empathy in any way but okay (laughs) i mean jacob did make that point i think when we were talking about the last episode about how ash doesn't treat his pokemon very well and right he hasn't really aside from pikachu which he the obvious favoritism which i'm not even going to go into that right now but he doesn't treat them very well so erica wasn't wrong no she wasn't wrong she was right but she didn't effectively teach him anything about empathy with his pokemon she's just kind of like kicked his pokemon's butt and just laughed about it and yeah. instead of actually going into like a maybe a monologue about how this is why right. yeah, and this will a later season there actually be like a lesson to this but instead it's just random shit happening <laughs> then there's a fire okay go <laughs> my point about the fire was basically 
how dare this cartoon teach children you're supposed to run into a burning building to save your dog or whatever? That was terrible. I was thinking the exact same thing. This is something you would not show. You would show like the Squirtle Squad showing up and actually like doing their job. And the police stopping at like Ash may try to have been, hey, I'm going to go in there. There's still a Pokemon. And they'd be like, don't worry. You know, we've got professionals taking care of it. Don't risk your life. But Brock and Misty seemed to be okay with it, too. They were like, oh, good job, Ash. Yeah. Awesome. Like, no one tried to stop him. I don't. Th- I think Misty yeah. said something. Well, there's right? no cops anyway. Misty, so. yeah, Misty said, ah, you can't go in there or something to that effect. But Right. But, like, she gets rewarded for running into a burning building. Again, theater. Ash loves theater. <laughs> Erica doesn't say anything. <laughs> yeah, she gives him a fucking badge for his bravery or whatever. I'm like... Lady, you're crazy. <laughs> you do not know how to interact with children, for one thing. And no, he could have died. The only Easily. good thing it showed about the fire was them actually showing how to like utilize the Pokemon to put out the fire. Like Starmie's actually useless or useful. Useful. Useful yeah. this episode. You know that's actually good to see. And like there, were, I thought it was gonna be like a teamwork building thing where they put out the fire. I forgot Ash actually like almost dies. You know he almost suffocates and burns a lot. What we didn't see was Ash succumbing to his um, lungs giving out after the fact. Yeah. Although I I will say this, this is the Pokemon world. The fire apartment seemingly doesn't exist other than the Squirtle Squad. Officer Jenny's off snorting coke somewhere in an evidence locker. Drinking coke. There wasn't going to be anyone coming to save them. They had to fight for their own. Like, why didn't Ash, I guess thinking of that, if they had, well, they didn't have to have Ash running into the burning building, but why not have Squirtle go with him, like, douse him in water, so at least to keep the fire off of his body, and then make some sort of comment at the end, you know, oh, I would never have been able to do that if I didn't have Squirtle here with me, or something, something like that. Show show proper safety when it comes to fire. And he didn't tie uh, anything Pokemon. around his face to... No. He, should, he needed to tie a rope around him, too. That way they can pull him out of something bad happened. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, that was a good point. I I would have loved if this episode, when the fire was going, if somebody would have took, like, a like a bottle of the perfume and dumped it on the fire, try to put it out, and it just, like, the flames just went higher. <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> and Ash is like, see, your perfume really is stupid. <laughs> this perfume's too hot for me. <laughs> he had a point the whole time. Oh, goodness. So, he got a badge out of it. He got the rainbow badge. He still only beat one gym leader. Yeah, I, I, I wrote that down to, like, Ash, I think he's the only trainer in existence to have won more badges by luck or on some sort of technicality than any other trainer in existence. I mean, it's just absurd at this point. Did he did he question this one like he did the others? Or did no. he, he just take it and walk? Yes. Wait, I'm a hero. Okay. So he felt justified with this badge compared to the other ones that were just as stupid. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Now we know Ash's moral lines. I mean, honestly, at this point, like, who can blame Ash? These people are throwing gym badges at him right and left. Just take <laughs> the damn thing. <laughs> just take it. No, I mean, no wonder he's a cocky little shit sometimes. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he just gets all these things handed to him. It's like... Granted, in this case, he did run into, a, stupidly run into a burning building to save a gloom of all things, but I don't condone the fact that he did that and he got a badge out of it, but I don't know. That's a that's a great point. I like to think that Ga- Gary also had to set the gym on fire and run into it. <laughs> 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 Just to copy him? <laughs> I mean, so Gary already Ash had his before Ash went there. <laughs> 
no wonder Ash is struggling so hard and not in the same... He's not keeping pace with the other trainers. I mean, presumably the other trainers are winning these badges on their own merits. You know, actually training their Pokemon, actually doing trainer-like things. And here's Ash just screwing around and, like, pure dumb luck getting these badges. Having things fall into his lap. I mean, no wonder he's not having an easy time. To what you were saying, though, Alex, you brought up a great point that everyone is, like, putting him on a pedestal, which goes back to why Oak is sort of like the yin to the yang here, kind of keeping him grounded, which, like, I think you were talking about Austin, so everyone plays a role. You know what? Actually, you know what? I played myself, because maybe I maybe Oak has a point. Maybe I was wrong in calling him <laughs> LVP last time. You know, he's actually questioning it. You know what? I take it back. I take it back. Jacob, you're right. I wonder how aware Oak is of like, yeah, and then we got turned into dolls, and then I had to go get the honor and make her laugh and break her out of her psychic status of horrors, and then I had to run into the burning building and save the gloom, and then, like... How does that compare? What the fuck is going on? (laughs) How does that compare to everyone else's experience? You know? There's a reason why... And then I had to reunite Brock with his father. Maybe... That's Oak's whole point is that he just wants Ash to be a normal person and just do a normal trainer experience and not have all these wacky do things happen to him. Stop unnecessarily doing weird shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that's great. Season one is so weird. Okay. It is, yes. We're doing a great job of picking it apart, though. I will give that to us. So Uh Ash and friends are heroes, and now they can get out of Heladon City. Hey oh, that was good. That was like a pun earlier. <laughs> All right, I guess uh, with us doing uh, two episodes, any more thoughts and feelings, or anything else we want to close out with? Any more feelings um, about Professor Oak? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I should be. I shouldn't be so hard on Professor Oak. Maybe he has a point after all. That's all. I'm, I'm an saying. Oak addict. I guess we can go go and do. Do we do MVP, LVP, and all that stuff yet? We did not. Okay. I forgot. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I was like, maybe I like blacked out and you guys went and did that without me or something. But I was like, wait, we're not ready to wrap up yet. All right. Now it's time for MVP, LVP. Okay. (laughs) And uh, same rules apply to previously, you know, no repeats. And your quote cannot repeat either. And uh, I got the randomizer ready. We're looking at Alex, me, Austin. Okay. So, um, so for this, this episode for my MVP, I picked Jessie. Jessie was great. It was her idea to dress up Ash as Ashley in the first place. So I had to give that slot to her this time. My LVP, I just wrote down the the gym girls that denied Ash entry to the, <laughs> to the gym over some freaking perfume. I don't even know their names, but they were awful. And the quote that I had was Meowth. Meowth had a great couple lines in this episode. Ugh. Oh, man. He says something like, he's like, my nose feels like it's on fire. And Jesse responds back and says, Meowth, you don't have a nose. And Meowth freaks out. He's like, my nose, what happened? The stink dissolved it off my face. And he's like, oh, wait. The cartoonist never gave me a nose in the first place. Breaking that fourth wall. No, you took my quote. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that was great. I'm glad you did. That was, uh... So how does... That was funny. I'm, I'm just wondering, side note, how does Meowth smell at all then? If he doesn't even have a nose, where, how does he smell? With his tongue. Ooh, maybe. Oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> That's, he's like a snake. He just does it. He learned it from Atkins, I guess. So my, um, my MVP is someone who just made me laugh this episode. 
and that was Brock. Because, uh, like, when Ash actually sneaks into the gym, you see, like, just all these, like, like girls sitting around listening to uh, to Erica. And then all of a sudden, Brock just stands up in the middle of a group of nothing but girls. Just like, yeah, Ash. Or, hello, Ashley. Welcome to... Just being a random guy. <laughs> being a random follower. That little part made me laugh. So, kudos to Brock for um, making me laugh. And then my LVP was the point that uh, Austin brought up about Ash just running into the fire... I know he did a noble thing there, but let's be real, that was really dangerous, and we do not condone those practices. So, Ash will be my LVP, and then my quote goes back to um, Meowth and James, when they have the blaster ball, and uh, James goes, Meowth, where did you put the blaster, or the blast ball? And uh, uh, Meowth goes, near us, so I wouldn't lose it. (laughs) (laughs) And then kaboom. Alright, I don't have an MVP for this episode, so I'm gonna just give it to um everyone everyone you could pick gloom for saving erica okay i'm gonna go ahead and say gloom is my lvp okay for saving Uh, erica first of all look at gloom (laughs) (laughs) yes first of all because it saved erica it should let that grimer killed her uh then we wouldn't have this fire situation going on um lvp of gloom also for look at that fucking thing it's nasty it's disgusting its eyes are always closed and when it opens them they're like blood stained red like it's like high itself all the time it's like (laughs) drooling and shit it's (laughs) it sounds disgusting it looks disgusting it it moves around so slow it look it smells bad i gloom does not (laughs) deserve to exist Fuck Gloom and fuck Erica too. Oh, oh my god! And gosh. also Gloom for when everyone evacuated from the building, Gloom just worthlessly stands there, does not bother leaving the battlefield. It has a perfectly clear exit way to the stairs that lead to the main hallway that lead to the exit. And it's just standing there for seemingly twenty minutes, not doing anything. <laughs> it's going it's old. Yeah, it is old. That is a good point, but still. Old people need to learn how to escape from fires too. Okay, uh, let me let me challenge that point though. <laughs> would you blame Gloom or would you blame Erica for having empathy for a Pokemon, but not yeah. having the knowledge to go back and get right? Gloom? Whoa, you're and, right. She abandoned it there. Yeah, yeah and that's why I have a double LVP for Erica <laughs> for being a tyrant of a of a business manager. For giving her stupid Almanite stories to grown adults, <laughs> like they're children, for screaming, like, pee for pretty, or whatever, for Ash, like a lunatic, for what else did she do, for going on her empathy shit and then not teaching Ash empathy and instead beating him up and saying, ha uh, and then abandoning her gloom in the gym and then 20 minutes later being like, has anyone seen gloom? Yeah, she was really full of herself, wasn't she? Is this a lot of pent-up emotion you had saved up? Yes. <laughs> I, can feel I just energy. exploded out of nowhere. I don't know what's going on. I didn't on. realize how strongly you felt against Erica. Wow. It was just one thing after another. Okay, I just want to... Okay, I do... am I... Oh, on, oh sorry, on. no, no, sorry. I, before you moved on, I just wanted to to go back to that... Circle back to that point where you made it... Where all the trainers were, like, gathering up all the Pokemon, you know, with the Pokeballs, and... And you're right. Where was Erica? They were literally Erica just battling. Erica was the first one out the door. Yes. She's she just she gone. kicked Bloom and got out of the way. Yep. Pushed right. her over. I mean, if we're going to be nice to Erica, we could say that she was like, she was probably like making sure all the weak Pokemon, like all like the random execute in the yoga class and shit. <laughs> she was like in charge of 
making sure everyone's accounted for, but she clearly did a bad job of it since her gloom didn't move five inches from where it started. The only one, too. It wasn't and like she, a, Yeah, and yeah. she had her Pokeball. She could have recalled it first thing. Okay, so my MVP, I'm going to give it to, um, shit. I'll give it to Gary for getting his rainbow <laughs> badge without having to run into a fire. Um, like a normal person. <laughs> and for my quote... I'm going to say when Ash is Ashley, um, someone says, I wish Ash could have heard that story. And Ash says, I heard it. I'm staying right here or whatever. <laughs> and then they all look at him or slash her. And Ashley says, uh, please don't scare me like that. I'm a very shy little girl. Well, Alternative- I love someone, the concept of saying like, don't stare at me. I'm a shy little girl. Alternatively, we can give MVP to Veronica Taylor for just pulling that off so flawlessly. Yep. Showing her range. Can we just, can I make a note real quick, um, back to the whole when Ash came out of the dressing room as Ashley and Meowth's face. Oh, like, I didn't he was, notice. He was actually blushing. Aww. Like, Jesse, Jesse was oh, like, oh my like gosh. That. And then Meowth had a, the blush marks on his face. I was like, whoa, okay. That's we enough. know Meowth has a weakness for human girls. Yep. Oh boy. <laughs> Alright, that's it. That's it? That was great. Don't run that into fires. Great. I love that, the ending rant. Spectacular. Don't kick monkeys. Yep. I'm glad. I, I'm glad I know now that Austin felt so strongly about, you know, with his hatred for Erica. <laughs> it's a newfound hatred. It's a newfound. <laughs> but really, Gloom is the one I hate most of all. It's nasty. It doesn't deserve to be alive. It should have burned in that fire. Well, how do you feel about Vile Plume? Okay, it's just boring. I'm much more of a Blossom fan. That gym's kind of a joke in the game, though. Really, I barely remember. Yeah, it's just that's a good. That's because it's a joke. It's just the easiest one yeah. from what I remember. I remember Erica's like a narcoleptic. Yeah, because oh, yeah. of the because of the sleep powder and the. Gym. Oh, is that what yeah. it is? Okay, I think so. Yeah. I just remember the lecherous old man standing outside of the gym in Gen One, and then they changed it later. I think well, they in the remakes. I think, if I'm not mistaken, in the first one, wasn't it like this gym's great? This gym's full of pretty girls or something, and then. Mm. In the remake, like, let's go Pikachu, let's go Eevee, and then the others, he says something like, he's still standing there, but he says, this gym is great. It's full of strong trainers, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, okay. I'm surprised they didn't have Mo staying there and being like, I can't wait till Misty is 18 years older. She reminds me of my granddaughter. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> Maybe he was the old man in the game. Maybe. It's canon. You heard it here first. And not to mention they got rid of the Celadon City, like, the whole gambling thing. Yeah, we didn't yeah. talk about that. They got rid of all that. The poster and the, the Team Rocket and the and the and Game Freak is there. <laughs> <laughs> That'd have been cool to see. I, I hate that they kind of snubbed that stuff, but whatever. I guess you only got so much time, and there's a million episodes, so. At this point. All right. Uh, any uh, closing thoughts or opinions or concerns? Well, that was great. I think we we covered a lot of ground, even though we did two episodes this time. I agree. Now, Austin, any closing thoughts before we wrap up here? Jesse mentioned Cleopatra by name, so we can add him to the list of Albert Einstein of real-life figures. Who exists. Oh, yeah! <laughs> oh, she did! Yeah. yeah. Oh, you didn't mention that earlier. She was, yeah, she's Cleopatra surrounded by um, like Nastina's naked, naked yeah. Um, yeah, that was, servant ugh. boys. <laughs> so I'm going to put Noah on that list, too, because I'm going to assume he's a historical <laughs> figure in the Pokemon world. <laughs> <laughs> that's it those are all the real people yep. is that the only one no wait Noah Einstein 
I said Einstein. Noah. Oh, yeah. you did? Yeah, oh, Einstein sorry. invented the light bulb. Oh, right. And you got Noah, who saved the planet. And then you have Cleopatra, who was just a beauty. We should keep a list. Do they mention any more real-life figures? It's great when they talk about Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> do they really? <laughs> we'll see. Okay. I can't remember. I hope they do, though, because then I'd then be right. All right. Uh, I guess with, um, with everyone's final thoughts wrapped up, we can go ahead and remind our audience that if you have any questions or comments, you can email us at outofthedrawingpan at gmail.com. And we also have a Twitter, which may or may not be active. We'll f- uh. <laughs> Twitter, uh, uh, we're having some complications with Twitter, but we do have a Twitter, and it's at Drying Pan Series. For now. So, for now, yes, for now. So that's, that's you clarify, the, the, the problem is I locked myself out of it, but... Hopefully we can get back into it in the meantime. Yes, but there's already a bunch of cool stuff on the Twitter feed, if you want to go check that out. We have episodes, memes, uh, other Jacob cool posing posted. without his clothes on, uh, what That's else? on the OnlyFans, but oh, okay. Uh, yeah, you have to pay. Fair. You have to pay yeah. if you want to see that. So okay. you know. yeah, you cheapskates out there, it ain't for free. <laughs> um, yeah, get in touch with us if you want to. We're having all having a very fun time here. Tell your friends. All right, um, that concludes this episode, and uh, join us next week as we gather again, and as the journey continues. <laughs>